Hello, welcome to Community Difference Makers, brought to you by Bankers Trust. I'm your host, Emily Abbas. And while our podcast started with interviews with nonprofit executive directors, we've recently begun interviewing also a Bankers Trust team member who's involved with the organization. Today, we have two amazing women with us, Terry Wallach, CEO of ChildServe, along with one of her board members, Amanda Young, who also serves as Chief Human Resources Officer at Bankers Trust. Welcome, Terry and Amanda. Thank you, Emily. Great to be here. Thanks, Emily. So, Terry, let's start with you. Can you give our listeners a brief history and overview of ChildServe and your mission to partner with families to help children with special health care needs live a great life? Thanks, Emily. You know, ChildServe started about 95 years ago as the convalescent home for children, supported by the Junior League in a home in a Des Moines neighborhood, caring for children with pretty complex medical conditions. And in that 95 years, we've grown to be a large pediatric specialty healthcare provider, serving children of all ages and abilities with special health care needs through a host of services. Uh, that are all interwoven so families can come to child serve and oftentimes get many of their needs met in one location. Today, we're serving over 5,600 children from around the state of Iowa, and uh, we couldn't be prouder to do uh, this mission-based work, which is to partner with families to help children with special health care needs live a great life. You know, I was thinking back in preparation for our chat today, and I remember the first time I, I set foot in your facility, um, it was when I was participating in the Greater Des Moines Leadership Institute back in 2004, of course, best class ever. And it was, I think, part of the mission of that that program is to take you places that you might not have been before and open your eyes to new things. And I remember we um, were given some challenges where we had to try to speak with marshmallows in our mouth or we tried to open and close it and go through a door while in a wheelchair and, and some different experiences that um, you know, maybe some of the youth that you serve are dealing with every day and, and to help us empathize and understand. But even just as memorable, I was on a tour of your facility. Christina Dark was with me with, from the bank, and I think it was six or seven years ago. And that tour was given by some of your most passionate volunteers, uh, Joni Houston and Kim Willis. And I remember being just blown away by the breadth and depth of the services you offer and really could see your work in action through the kiddos who were just there that day. Can you give us some background on why your organization's work is so important or what statistics stand out to you and what often are those barriers for children and families that have these special health care needs? You know, ChildServe is really the only pediatric health care organization of its kind in the state of Iowa. And some people think in the nation, um, you might not know, but 15% of children, uh, that's nearly 100,000 children in Iowa, have a special health care need. That can be something like a speech delay or a gait difficulty. It could be cerebral palsy, muscular dystrophy, Down syndrome, a whole host of conditions. So nearly everybody you know, a family member, uh, someone from school, someone in your community is touched by a child or a family who has special health care needs. So ChildServe really has been there to meet some of those needs. Um, access to specialty health care in Iowa can be challenging for families. So the growth we've been able to do over the years has really been key to our success in meeting those needs. We've developed four major specialty areas at ChildServe. Uh, we have a complex medical program. We have a pediatric rehabilitation program, autism and behavior health, and then a host of community-based services. So. The growth has been to meet the needs 
that families in Iowa tell us their children need. And that's how we've grown to be of this size, of this level of expertise, and truly is it's, a, it's an important gem for our state of Iowa. Amanda, as a current board member, I'd love to hear how you first got involved with this organization. Well, Emily, you know part of that story because you let me know that there was a board member <laughs> spot available. Um, but as soon as you said the words child serve um, or the word child serve, I knew immediately I wanted to get involved. I have kind of a long history with the organization. When I was younger, I attended Village Square uh, Daycare Center in Johnston. I was four and the owner at the time, Ellen Jessen, was a neighbor and a family friend of ours. From a very young age, I remember interacting with kids at what was then known, as Terry mentioned, as the convalescent home for children. We would go swim in the pool with these children. We would participate in their annual haunted house and trick or treat. Now, fast forward 20 years later, I was moving back after college to Johnston and starting a family. And my older two, which are now 18 and 15 to age me a little bit, started to attend child serve uh, child care center which was bought from Village Square Daycare Center, same building, some of the same staff back in 2003. My son was a premium at the time and resources for physical therapy that child serve was able to provide really helped strengthen his back and neck in his first year in development. My daughter benefited from her exposure to an autistic child, for example, who integrated into her class. She learned that every child's mental and physical challenges weren't the same. She learned to notice and helped to develop a desire to help others. I saw her be able to calm down her friend, tie his shoes, um, comfort him when he was anxious. And as the two of my oldest children grew older, I never had to explain difference to my kids. They just kind of intuitively got it. So their lives and mine, all that to say, have forever been changed over that 20-year time span. So getting involved when you asked, uh, was a way that my family can repay back the gifts that Child Serve has bestowed upon us. So many connections. It sounds like you landed in the right place and that you two are quite the power pair that are going to continue to move this organization forward. Um, I knew you had connections, Amanda, but I didn't know uh, how many and how far back they went. So thank you for sharing that story. You know, Terry, um, healthcare is an industry that's constantly changing due to technology and research. What areas of service have you seen grow the most in the past 10 years and what services do you anticipate increased need for um, in the coming years in the future? Yes, I think two things come to mind, you know, keeping pace with the state of the art technology and specialized equipment that children need is an ongoing quest at ChildServe because um, technology really has increased and advanced and made life remarkably better for many of the children we serve. So. We just couldn't do all of that without the help of our generous donors, many of our board members, community members. You know, at ChildServe, we ask that the programs and services sustain themselves with the revenue they generate, and that our generous donors help provide the extra firepower to build buildings and expand our technology and specialized equipment. A really good example of that is just this last summer, we opened up a brand new state-of-the-art pediatric rehabilitation unit, JoJo's Pediatric Rehabilitation Unit. And one of the state-of-the-art pieces of technology we were able to embed in that unit is called the Pediatric Bioness Vector. It's remarkable technology. It uses a robotic trolley that's affixed to the ceiling and runs along a long track. It helps children 
regain balance and learn to walk. So it's been a, a game changer for our rehab program and um, simply a, a testament to how generous this community is and how our generous donors and supporters of child serve that allow us to keep our state-of-the-art technology. You know, thinking even further into the future, I think the next wave or certainly what I dream about would be helping us all connect better with each other, not just individually, but pediatric organization to pediatric organization. We have some incredible specialty providers in our state, and what better way for us to elevate all of pediatric healthcare than for us to become connected, networked, and really create a whole system of care for children in Iowa. So I think that is our future. Um, I couldn't be more excited to be a part of it. From a board member perspective, Amanda, what services or programs were you surprised to learn that ChildServe provides to our community and, and why? Well, I just joined the board officially in September, so I'm learning quite a bit. In fact, I just learned um, from the wish list that that Terry just shared with us now. So in some of the great materials and the strategic plan that her and team have put out there, um, they really do a fabulous job with that. But I think so far I've been amazed at the overall variety and complexity of the center services and motivated by their desire for planned geographic expansion to increase statewide impact. I have learned what applied behavioral analysis is as the demand for child serves autism services grow. I got to learn from a mother and meet her child about this unique approach, which teaches children new skills to communicate, engage with others, learn independently so they can interact at home, in schools, and in their communities more successfully. I also learned the sheer amount of community homes that are supported by ChildServe throughout their footprint that provide round-the-clock nursing care, behavior support, skill development, therapy services for children and young adults. And when you listen to participants who are in those homes, beam with pride that they learn new skills to plant a garden or how to cook a meal, or when you hear parents of participants in the rehabilitation autism programs, for example, who can't imagine the quality of the lives for their children or their families, you realize what Terry said earlier. There are families impacted all around our community by the child serve services. So that's kind of what has both surprised and delighted me in my short time on the board so far. That sounds like you've taken a lot in in a short amount of time. Um, Amanda mentioned growth. Terry, can you talk about the footprint of ChildServe? I know under your leadership, you have grown significantly. What locations or regions um, do you currently serve? And what are your plans, if any, for future expansion? Yes, we currently have three main locations, Des Moines, Johnston, Ames, and Iowa City. We're serving children from 71 of Iowa's 99 counties. And right now, we're pretty excited to um, embrace our regional growth strategy. And what that is, it's expanding our current facilities, our Des Moines, Ames, and Iowa City locations, and then from there, reaching out, extending out into smaller communities with a smaller footprint, satellite locations, so that we can extend our reach further into the state. So we're pretty excited. Just last month, we had a groundbreaking ceremony in Ames, the plan is to double the size of that facility so we can double the number of children served. And then just Monday, we announced expansion of our Iowa City location, uh, again, wanting to double the size of that facility. And then from there, we have announced our first satellite location in the Hiawatha Cedar Rapids area. So hopefully that satellite will be up and running by early spring. So if listeners have heard something today that sparks an interest, 
how can they get involved in supporting Child Serve? You know, one thing that hasn't been mentioned yet is your annual Bubble Ball fundraiser. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of attending, and that event would be a great way for listeners to join more while having some fun. Or I'm sure we could enlist Kim and Joni to give a few more tours. Um, what other ideas do you have for um, helping others learn more about your organization so that hopefully they can say yes, like Amanda did, and, and get more involved? I think you you hit it right there. Uh, the bubble ball coming for a tour. It's those personal connections. You have to see it to believe it sometimes, but those are great ways to get connected to the organization. Of course, people can go to our website, childserve.org, follow us on social, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Just connect with us because your life will truly be changed for having uh, come through the, the walls and walk the hallways of ChildServe. So for those of you who don't know, Bubble Ball is a huge fundraiser in the spring. Um, you have just packed the entire downtown convention center with people, and it's a fun runway show, and all of the outfits and costumes are are made out of bubble wrap, and you wouldn't believe it. Everything from wedding dresses to Cinderella's dress to dragons and anything you can possibly imagine, it's pretty amazing. Um, I'll give, we like giving shout outs here on the podcast. So I'll say a few, but Terry jump in, but Susie McBroom and Kylie Krismanik are good friends of mine that I know helped start that. I remember being at the very first bubble ball when it was still out at our, when it was out at um, the Embassy Club West. Uh, and now look at how, you, how much you've outgrown that space. Uh, anyone else you want to give shout outs to Jim Willer? Um, who am I missing? Well, this year's co-chairs, Tom Stewart and uh, Kim Willis, uh, they vow to take this thing bigger and better than ever before. Um, it is a huge, huge gala event. We actually are moving to Hybe Hall at the convention center. So looking at maybe having 1,500 people, still an incredible runway show, a lot of fun, and another great way to get to know ChildServe. Emily, it sounds like you and I need to step up our game on what we may creatively wear. <laughs> the first few years we did, we all showed up with bubble wrap accessories. We made the guys, we handmade, it might be the only time in my life I've used a glue gun, handmade um bow ties and the guys had pocket squares and we had fascinators and we had wrist bouquets i guess nikki severson deserves a shout out too because she's one of the people that i think helped helped to make the first bubble wrap accessories so amanda if you're up for it i probably still have a few stowed away somewhere um and i probably wouldn't be the only ones there with it on for my final two questions, I'd like you both to chime in. If there's one thing you want listeners to remember about ChildServe, what would it be? Um, Amanda, let's start with you this time. Sure. Well, I think we've already said that ChildServe has a variety of complex needed and growing services. And I hope we've pointed out that many times they're the only provider in the state for some of these things. This uh, team of passionate experts that they have on staff is also very impressive. And so, you know, my Ben's going to be about the people that are running the engine of the organization, being an HR person myself. I know what it means to win the Top Workplaces Award in a challenging industry during a challenging time. And in 2021, in healthcare, in the heart of the pandemic, ChildServe won this award. And so they are dedicated not only to their patients, but their employees. They're innovative and laser focused on their strategy and mission as well, which of course is what Terry said, believing in that spirit of a child. And they're responsive to feedback from all their stakeholders and to meet community needs. Terry, what would you like to add? You know, I want to I want to take a little bit off of that, Amanda, and go 
in kind of a creative way, but maybe if people could remember what we believe here at ChildServe is that spirit of a child. And so we oftentimes say we build rocket ships. That's what we do at ChildServe. We build rocket ships. And it's because we believe in the spirit of a child. And we've all seen that spirit. It's the joy and the determination, the curiosity. It's that four-year-old who believes a cardboard box can become a rocket ship. And that's what we believe. And that's what we do at ChildServe. We build rocket ships. I love that. In general, you're both very clearly passionate about giving back. Why do you personally think it's important to get involved in the community, either through volunteering, financial support, um, or in other ways? Um, Terry, why don't you lead us off on this one? You know, I believe in the spirit of philanthropy, and it, it's, it's like that Greek proverb, society grows great when we plant trees under whose shade we do not expect to sit. And philanthropy is really about sharing not just your financial treasure, but your talents and your ideas. And I think the Central Iowa community is one of the most philanthropic I've ever experienced. And I think therein lies the beauty of how our community comes together to support so many wonderful organizations. It not only makes the organizations better, I think it makes each of us a little bit better. I think that's what inspires me, not only for the work I do at ChildServe, but um, living here in the Des Moines community. Amanda, close us out. Okay, well, Terry, that is inspiring. Um, I love the intentionality about trying to understand and impact what we don't personally know or experience. I think that's really powerful and collective. For me, commitment levels of an individual are highly correlated to their investment in something. It's human nature that the more you are involved with your time, money, or your advocacy, the more potential that you will make a difference. So organizations like ChildServe, or whether you're talking to other nonprofits in our community that do important work to make lives better, it collectively has a spillover effect to everyone who lives and works in that community or state. Because of how organizations like ChildServe are funded and their adherences to expense control, allowing more dollars to be channeled to their program and participants, they need our help. They have to have resources beyond those under their roof. So being called to serve is a privilege, whether someone's motivated by their faith, their beliefs, or a value of altruism. I believe it's important we all work through this life together. Thank you both so much for joining today. I would love to spend 30 minutes with you two every week. Um, I love the passion. I love the energy. Um, it was great to learn more about ChildServe and your work to improve the health and well-being of more than 5,000 children each year through that specialized clinical home and community-based programming. Growing up, my stepsister, Katie, would benefited from your services. So on behalf of thousands of families like mine that you impact each year, thank you for your commitment to providing compassionate care. Thank you for believing in the spirit of the child. Thank you for believing in the spirit of philanthropy. And thank you for building rocket ships. What a great visual and aspirational thing. And I'm so glad that you said that. Also, thank you to our listeners. Remember, you can find our podcast, Community Difference Makers, on iHeartRadio or Spotify or at bankerstrust.com backslash community difference makers. Stay tuned for more dual interviews like we had today with local nonprofit leaders joined by the Bankers Trust team members who support their important work. Terry and Amanda, thank you for being true difference makers in our community and at Bankers Trust. Thank you, Emily. What a pleasure. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Terry. And right back at you, Emily.
Bankers Trust. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC.